When I decided to do Nerdbabble, I went looking for huge pop culture topics that people of all over the world enjoyed, and topics that had a big following behind it and in front of it. When I finished last week's episode, my wife looked at me and asked if I had any idea what this week's episode was going to be about. I thought for a minute. I looked at her and said, yeah, undergrads. She looked at me with a strange look and said, well, is there a big enough fan base for that? I sat for a minute. I thought. I said, well, probably not, love. But I'm nerdy about it, and I love it, so I'm going to do it. And that's what Nerd Bowel is supposed to be about. It's meant to represent the love and passion for a topic that a nerd might have. So my wife basically greenlit this episode. So in week six of Nerd Babble, here we are, and we're going to jump right in. So coming home from school for his winter break in the freshman year, a young Pete Williams returned home to Hyde Park, New York, where he said he had nothing to do. That is, until his mom brought to his attention that MTV had a contest going on called the Character Screen Test Competition, which invoked pencil animations of characters talking to the camera about about themselves and describing themselves. Pete Williams said it was about this time that MTV was looking for the new Beavis and Butthead. From there, as Pete had said, because he had nothing better to do, and not much of a social life himself, he locked himself upstairs in his room and started scripting and drawing the characters for this little animation, truly not thinking anything was ever going to come of it. When Pete was developing this, when he was developing the characters for the short animation, it just so happened that he had been hanging out with his closest high school friends. While sitting there and watching the interactions between himself and his friends, Pete decided that himself and these three friends were quirky and goofy enough to be turned into, you guessed it, cartoon characters. So with that, Pete set off to enter the contest and developed a short two-minute animation of himself and his three friends as cartoon characters. Months later, while Pete was back at school, he received a crazed message from his mother on his answering machine. Yes, kids, an answering machine. An actual tape deck recorded answer machine that was separate from your phone back in the day. The message was of Pete's mom on the verge of tears explaining uh, that she had just received a message that he had to hear. His mom then placed her receiver to her answer machine and it was Abby Takuli, president and creator of MTAB Animation, letting Pete know that he had won the character contest. That summer, Pete Williams headed out to MTV and began working on a pilot for the characters that he had developed for the contest. It took three years to go from test to series, creation, development, and then green light. But on April 22nd of 2001, for the first time, the world was introduced to Nitz, Gimpy, Cal, and Rocco. We would come to know them as the undergrads. So, babblers, please come and talk with me on my computer screen because the best years of our lives aren't as easy as they seem. Where we will discuss today the show 
that is highly overlooked, highly underrated, but thoroughly enjoyed by the fans. Undergrads. The story of undergrads began many years prior to Pete Williams ever bringing it to MTV. The creator himself was always encouraged by his mother to pursue his love of animation. Truthfully, it's no surprise to me and the fans that Pete Williams is the guy who won the character screen test competition by MTV. Now, the breakdown of undergrads is basic. Four friends who have grown up together from birth have all set out to college. Different colleges, but the same city. The main character, Nitz, and one of his friends, Cal, end up going to the same college simply called State U, while Rocco goes to the community college, and Gimpy ends up at Techerson Tech. The season only aired for 13, for a 13-episode season. Each episode deals with something that could possibly happen at, a, at your first year of college while staying in residence or dorms. So what I've personally decided to do is break down the characters and talk about some of my favorite episodes and get into what we've been waiting for for 20 years, which is a undergrad's revival. Parker Walsh. Funny that the main character, Parker Walsh, better known as Nitz, has the same initials as the, char- as the person he's based off of, which is Pete Williams himself. So the protagonist of the show is based on the man who created it. He is shy, attends State U, a generic university. He often felt, finds himself torn between hanging out with his old high school friends and the new friends he's making at college. And he's always pining after his high school crush, Kimmy Burton. As I've already said, Nitz is based on Pete Williams himself. Parker Walsh, Pete Williams, same initials. The character design is the same. Even Pete himself has says that he's based Nitz directly on himself. Next we have Rocco. Oh, Rocco. Rocco is a boorish, alcoholic frat boy. He attends the local community college called Central State Junior Community College and is a member of the Alpha Alpha fraternity, although he is viewed with contempt by his frat brothers. His only interest, and I'm speaking seriously here, his only, only interests are alcohol and women. Although most women, and we'll say 99.9% of women, do not precipitate his clumsy advances, And he openly despises their friend, Cal. And I think despise is a funny word to use for this because I think it's more that Rocco is jealous that Cal is a ladies' man and he's not. So I guess we'll go into Calvin Evans or Cal. He's Nitz's roommate. And although he's not too bright, his good looks make him very popular with women. He speaks in a high-pitched voice and is frequently drools and often ends his sentences with the word guy. You always know Cal's around because anytime Cal walks in the room, it's always, Hey, guy, or what's up, guy? Something along those lines. If there is a still screenshot of Cal, he's going to have drool coming out of his mouth or there's going to be a harem of women around him. For whatever reason... Uh, Cal is the ladies' man of the show. It's who he is. Uh, and again, like it's already said, he's not too bright, but he serves the purpose of the goof for the for the show. Last but not least, 
we have my favorite character, Justin Taylor, or better known as Gimpy. Gimpy is a nerd, and I mean a nerd. He is passionate about a great franchise. My favorite franchise, and maybe this is why I love Gippy so much. He is a Star Wars nut. His room is decorated with it. He makes sure that the whole dorm that he stays in has Star Wars sound effects, Star Wars dialogues, everything. He is a Star Wars nut. He attends the institute called Techerson Tech and almost never leaves his room primarily communicating with his friends via video conference, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever we call it now. Gimpy uses the online alias of G-Prime and commands a group of fellow geeks to act as his minions. He, oh Gimpy, you have to watch this. He is everything that we considered a nerd in the early 2000s again the show was made in 2001 or aired in 2001 so the idea of a video conference such as what the guys had going on in undergrads was kind of uh, a small portion of what people were doing at the time whereas now we can all do it back then it was just done on your computer you know it wasn't as normal as it is now the great thing about these four characters, Gimpy, Cal, Rocco, and Nitz, is the man who created the show is also the voice for all of them. From there, guys, I'm going to get into some secondary characters. Um, first is Kimmy Burton, who is voiced by Susan Quinn. She's a redheaded girl that Nitz has had a crush on since high school. Kimmy attends State U with Nitz and Cal and tries to be involved with all all of the on-campus activities. She's spacey and self-centered. She's completely oblivious to Nitz's affection. And Kimmy is romantically attracted to a man named Mark, who is also a drama student. But Mark is gay. And Kimmy doesn't realize this. So we have Nitz pining over Kimmy, who doesn't realize that Nitz has a crush on her or likes her. And then we have Kimmy, who's pining after this gentleman named Mark, who is gay, who obviously doesn't have any love for Kimmy aside from, you know, being a friend. Next, we have Jessie. Jessie is the girl that Nitz should go after. Jessie is voiced by Jean Yeo, who the character is actually based on. She's a friend of Nitz's. She also goes to State U. Jessie is a very laid-back, punk, rock girl type of personality on campus. She often accompanies Nitz on his misadventures and often provides the level-headed and mature point of view that Nitz needs. Although Nitz openly pines for Kimmy Burton throughout the show's run, Jessie develops a crush on Nitz to which he is oblivious. Jessie's frustration with Nitz eventually results in an outright spite for Kimmy. For Kimmy. Like I said, the voice, uh, the character is voiced by Gene Yihu, who the character was based upon. Poor Jessie. Poor, poor Jessie. Throughout the show, she develops this huge crush on Nitz, and it is unreciprocated because the dummy can't realize that the girl he likes doesn't like him back. It is what it is, 
But the way that this series ended uh, with season one leaves you with so many questions about what would happen to Nitz and Jesse. Ah, I just, yeah. Oh, Mump. Mump is Gimpy's second in command, for a better word. If Gimpy was Han Solo, Mump would be Chewie. Uh, if Gimpy was Obi-Wan, I guess Mump would be Luke. But that's given him a lot. So, Mump attends Steckerson Tech and is Gimpy's lead minion and sidekick. He is, a sh- he is short and an overweight little guy with glasses. Mump is fiercely protective of his friendship with Gimpy, Gimpy and often agrees with him regardless of whether he, he is right or wrong. Mump is a member of the ROTC and uh, is very against Nitz. He always believes that Nitz is going to betray Gimpy or just leave Gimpy out in the open by himself. From there, guys, I'm going to break down uh, four episodes. These four episodes are my favorite, and uh, I hope I give a a nice description and can kind of give you an outlook on what the show is actually about. So episode two was called Traditions and aired on April 29th, 2001. This is the episode where you truly get a feel for who Nitz was in high school and who he's trying to become. At State U, there's a freshman tradition that on the first snowfall of the winter season, every freshman has to run naked through the quad. The episode is Nitz dealing with if he should or shouldn't run through the quad naked. It's one of my favorites. Uh, most of the episodes deal with an internal struggle and finding out who you are, but this one is just great because of the carefree, silly example of breaking loose. And it's again, is shy. He doesn't like to do this kind of stuff. It's him finding his way to break out, and this episode truly shows uh, the character development or the progression of who Nitz will become as the series progresses. Episode 6 is one called Roommates and aired on June fifteenth, two 2001. Living in residence or in dorms, this is not easy, especially with a roommate. A roommate who has been your best friend since you were kids. This episode is Cal just making Nitz's life hell while living in the dorms together. Nitz, knowing that Jesse's roommate is out of town, decides to bunk with her. As the episode progresses, Nitz realizes he has feelings for Jesse, but being the it is, he overplays it messes it all up, and all hopes is lost for Jesse and Nitz at that moment. Sad face. I love the character of Jesse, and I know it's what everybody wants. Everybody wants Jesse to get together with Nitz, or Nitz to be realized that Kimmy's not the one for him, and stop being an idiot and go for Jesse, and it it just plays on. Yeah. Episode 8 is called Rivalries, and it aired June 29th of 2001. This episode focuses on what happens when two best friends face off against each other. Through the series, you learn that Nitz, Gimpy, Rocco, and Cal have all been friends since they were babies. But you can see in the show that Nitz and Gimpy have a really close friendship, in my opinion. Both are always open to telling each other how they feel. In this episode, they are entered into a competition of trivia where they end up facing off against each other. During the episode, you see tensions grow, but you see the friendship they have and why they've stuck together for so long. This is the first, well, not the first, but this is a really good look into the relationship 
that all four of the characters have together and what happens as this competition progresses and Nitz, Nitz and Gimpy go head to head. Episode 12 is called Risk and aired on August 5th, 2001. There are two games in life that you should never play with friends or family. One is Monopoly and the other is Risk. I have seen friends walk away from both games more angry about the game than they than any nerd has ever been about Firefly only ever lasting one season and being cancelled. That's how in-depth Monopoly and Risk can get. So in this episode, Gimpy finds his old Risk board and invites the rest of the clique to join him for a night of world domination. But Nitz has promised he'd help Ditsy Kimmy with the spring fling. Kimpy and the boys promise Nitz he'll be back in time to be able to help Kimmy. The episode is a whirlwind of fun and my absolute favorite of the series. Kimpy plays dirty and, well, he really does end the game. You have to watch this because <laughs> Kimpy has this thing. He realizes that he's losing and in every risk game that they've ever played. Kimpy yells out kamikaze at the end. He self-sacrifices himself Destroys the board, destroys everybody on it. It goes from there. Gimpy is trying not to do that this time, so he sets up a surveillance with his minions to watch what everybody else is doing. He tries to stop himself from doing the kamikaze thing, but he can't. This whole time, Nitz is worried about getting back to Kimmy and helping her out at the time. It's such a great episode and a really, really good look, again, into the characters. As they stated, the show only lasted till August 12th of 2001, with 13 episodes. When Undergrads first aired, it aired to mixed reviews and couldn't attract much of an audience. It was regarded as both a critical and financial failure. As such, it was cancelled before a second season could be produced. The series was originally set to continue with Teletoon and Decode Entertainment producing as they did for the first season. However... At the last minute, MTV discontinued its funding, which halted production. The show was taken to Comedy Central to see if they would renew the show, but this attempt failed. Pete Williams stated that he was interested in reviving undergrads, and Teletoon and Decode maintained for a time that they too were interested in continuing the series, but the funding did not represent itself. In a blog post on January 27, 2006, Williams stated that he still wished to continue with the program. Williams stated that Teletoon had put up half of the production cost for its second season and urged fans to add undergrads as a MySpace friend to encourage a possible second season. Yeah, that's right, MySpace. On July 18, 2006, Williams urged fans to bombard both Cartoon Network and Comedy Central with emails and letters asking them to revive undergrads. Teletoon soon after agreed to a second season, season, subject to finding another major broadcast company to help pick up the second season. In a blog post on December 18, 2008, Williams stated that Teletoon had passed on a second season. Williams added that he had pitched them an entirely new animated concept entitled We Got Issues, in which, we, in which he would in, reintroduce characters from undergrads. The pitch never made it to development. Williams also expressed interest in producing some kind of undergrads comic book or web episode in lieu of the second season. 
and had been in talks with Decode Entertainment about the proposal. Williams and co-writers Andy Ringhold and Josh A. Kagan appeared together at a panel for the Calgary Expo in 2012. They have stated they do, ha- they do not have any legal rights to the series and will continue to try and bring it back. The creators have since stated and have since started, sorry, an official Facebook groupville in hopes of getting a second season greenlit. Fans have shown their support by posting fond memories of the show as well as bring back undergrads videos, which are planned to be used for a viral campaign to spark interest in the continuation of the show. The first official bring back undergrads video went viral and live on YouTube on August 21st, 2013. To help the revival of the show, on April 26, 2013, Williams started an official Bring Back Undergrads Facebook page in hopes to garner a healthy like count to prove that the series still had a fan base. Williams attended Con Bravo in July 2013, where he answered fan questions about the creation of the show as well as the current status of bringing the show back. During the panel, he mentioned that the creators were pretty close on getting permission from MTV and DHX to continue the story. Williams added that they were currently unsure on if they would fund a full second season, do a one-time movie answering the lingering questions left over from season one, or do a movie to reintroduce undergrads to a new audience and try to get a second season that way. On the podcast... My so-called 8-Bit Life, Pete Williams, Josh A. Kagan, and Andy Ringhold talked about being in talks with both companies and how it was a long process to even get close as they are to some sort of revival for the series. This happened, this happened in the first episode of the podcast. This is what they talked about. They were also quick to say that one of the biggest hurdles, even if they were to get the permission to make uh, more content, would be the cost. Williams has also stated that he, Ringhold, and Kagan are currently finishing up a treatment for a one-off undergrads movie. Once approval is made by DHX and MTV, production on a script followed, uh, followed by the movie shall commence. So, on June 3rd, 2018, it was announced on the Bring, it Back, Bring Back Undergrads Facebook page that Williams has secured film rights from MTV to make an undergrads movie. Williams subsequently announced on July 6, 2018, via the same Facebook page, that a Kickstarter campaign would be launched to help fund an undergrads movie. The campaign was successfully funded on October 27, 2018, announced via Jesse's actress Jean Yihu, who voiced new dialogue for fans. It was announced this year that the first draft for the movie was completed on January 19th, 2021 that's right folks after 20 years of us waiting we should be getting a new undergrads or something new of undergrads which is so so exciting i can't wait to see these four characters and these secondary characters come back for you know a new broadcast a new something it uh it should be great and I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see all the planning that Pete Williams has done since 2001 to get this new awesome idea for the undergrads out there. 
Now with that, babblers, it's our shortest episode so far. But with that, we come to an end of episode six, The Undergrads. Next week, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Follow on Instagram and vote for the next topic. Will it be comics or a comic or a band? Yes, maybe we'll touch on music depending on what you guys think. It's totally up to you. And again, babblers, with that, we come to an end of week six. So please check out Nerd Babble on Instagram, which is at nerd underscore babble, and on Twitter at nerd underscore honest. Sorry, that took me a minute. I had to remember what it is, but it's nerd underscore honest at nerd underscore honest for Twitter and at nerd underscore babble for Instagram. Again, if you'd like to decide what we're going to discuss next week, you can go to Instagram where I will be posting a a uh, deciding factor on what we will do, a comic or a band. So until next week, babblers, as always, Babylon.